Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of Those Magic Sparks podcast, a show about anything and everything related to Walt Disney World. On today's show, we discuss the Purple Wall refurb, H2O glow nights at Typhoon Lagoon, and a new patent that could change your ride experience based on your body's reactions. All this and more on our first ever episode of Those Magic Sparks. To those Magic Sparks podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Peg Zisman, and I am so excited that you are listening to this. This is my first ever podcast, though it's been something that I've been ruminating on for several years now. Um, I've had a lot of people suggest that I turn my passion for all things Disney into shareable content like this. So, you know, here we are. Many episodes will be news recaps and analysis, but Others may highlight tips and tricks that I've come to learn after many years of Disney trip planning, and some episodes might just have more silly themes, games, or discussion topics. Anything from Would You Rather Disney Edition to planning a hypothetical first date at Disney World, to some of our favorite Disney Park personal horror stories that we've come across online. Today's show will be a recap and analysis of some recent news that I have found uh, particularly noteworthy even if for completely ridiculous reasons. And that leads me to introducing my co-host, who also happens to be my wife, Rachel Zisman. Say hello, Rach. Hello. (laughs) Okay, so full disclosure, uh, we have a dog. This is a very dog-friendly show. So if you hear anyone in the background, that is Cubby, our little guy. Anyway, so Rachel has graciously agreed to join me on this foray into podcasting, uh, but she's not as Disney news savvy as I am. So each week I tend to find Disney-related news articles and rumors online, and then I share them with her. Uh, I've always been her Disney news source. So every topic that I bring up today, I will have thought about far too extensively, but she will be hearing for the first time. So you can get both perspectives, that of the Disney enthusiast who reads every news article and comment section ever, and that of the, I guess you could say, more typical average Disney fan. Sound good? Yes. Awesome. Okay. So uh, let's just dive in with our first uh, news item. And it's a doozy. And by that, I mean a ridiculous one. Uh, It's the purple wall refurbishment. That's right. So in... Tomorrowland, or as you're walking into Tomorrowland by the Tomorrowland Terrace, there is quite literally a purple wall. And it has become really popular among Disney fans, particularly Instagrammers, because it's just a nice shade of purple. It was not meant to be any sort of attraction. It is literally a wall to a building. That, that was they, painted purple. Exactly. They painted it purple and Instagrammers love it. And I've checked out pictures of these things and it, I'll be honest, it doesn't seem particularly interesting. It's literally just it a wall. It is just a wall. Yeah. But it looks... It's like a good shade though. That's, that's the whole yeah. thing is it, it's a good shade. So people just like pose and take, you know, selfies or group shots in front of it. It's not inherently Disney unless you're wearing Disney stuff in the picture. The wall is just purple. Um, I don't think I've ever actually taken note of the wall while we've been walking. 
No. And actually, I only discovered this wall recently because Disney made some merchandise about it. And I usually understand Disney's niche references to various things in their merchandise and it, there was a bunch there was You're a like, what is this <laughs> yeah yeah so there was like a magic band that said purple wall and there was a hat and I was like I what is this so I googled it and and I won't lie I I kind of want to go take a picture in front of the wall just well, because it's a thing you have to yeah yeah but it's like it's just a wall now it seems yeah now it seems so obvious <laughs> I know and there's a whole bunch of these walls like most of them seem to be in Epcot um there's like a blueberry there's a bubblegum the toothpaste. Yeah, there's a toothpaste. toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some other ones, too. Yeah. So because of, like, the novelty of it, I feel like I want to go do it on our next Some trip. On our next project. But I've never noticed, as you said, I've never noticed this wall when we were walking past that Tomorrowland Terrace area. I only became aware of it after our last trip because I Googled it. Yeah. So yeah. what are they going to do to refurbish it? Right. Just so paint it? <laughs> yeah, no, they're literally painting it. And they're just going to paint it the exact same shade of purple. You know, so that it doesn't get sun bleached or what have you. And then they are apparently enhancing a section of this wall. What do you mean enhancing? I have no idea. That's like making that's it more the, Instagrammable? I <laughs> adding a cue? I don't <laughs> I have no idea, but this literally made news today and I was so excited because I can only imagine what would you do just to make a wall? Yeah. I assume they're going to make it more, like, Instagrammable. I don't know. You're going to put, like, those little, like, sticks with the little props at the end of it? Oh, like a photo booth or something? That wouldn't be tacky at all. No. No, at a That'd be a way to really class it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I really, this is going to sound nuts. I, I don't know. Oh, there's our dog. I don't know if they, what if they really did add a cue? Do you think it needs one? Are people taking that frequent amount of Instagram no, photos? I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I, my other thought, and someone actually said this in a comment section earlier today. They said, "What if they, what if they start charging a fee to take <gasps> a photo in front of it? Have like a ma- oh, what if it's the, like a magic shot? Yeah, I was gonna say one of the photographers. Oh, I bet they do that. What if they made like a mascot for the purple wall? <gasps> Should be Figment. Oh wait, it's in Tomorrowland. Yeah, but oh. why not? I mean... Yeah, why not? They can do whatever they want. It's The rules are made up. The points don't matter. Yeah. It's true. I, I feel like this could be this could be a thing. So when we go on our next trip... We'll have to make a note to visit... The, the purple walls. wall. Well, all of them, really. <laughs> and now what if this becomes a thing that we like it and then I, I like want the hat and I want the magic band? Well, it will. <laughs> <laughs> we'll need to find like other things to... like We'll make our own Instagram trends then. Yeah, right? Like, I, there's a reason I'm podcasting. It's an Instagramable face, you know? It's true. It's, it's more of the voice thing. We've taken pictures in front of other things, too, so. I know, yeah. No, I'm excited to have other places to take pictures at Disney that aren't just the um, basic icons, because a lot of the pictures, obviously, we have from our previous trips are at, you know, in front of the castle, in mm-hmm. front of Spaceship Earth, what have you. So, yeah. I'm excited about that one, for sure. Okay, so this next topic... I'm really just interested to see what your thoughts are on it because you and I have talked before about how with, you know, I work in education, so do you. My job does not allow for any um, vacation time. I just have sick days. And 
we just could only go during the summer and the summer does not really have a ton of special events or promotional things going on. They really seem to save that for the other times of year to try and draw guests into those non-peak seasons where kids are in school. So, you know, we've talked about Flower and Garden and Festival of the Arts, Mickey's Not So Scary, the Food and Wine Festival, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. We don't get any of that. Yeah. But. But. They have introduced something new. So this summer they're having this promotional event called Disney's Incredible Summer. Mm -hmm. And they have a bunch of like little shows or tiny events going on in each of the four main main parks yeah but today they announced something interesting called the h2o glow nights at typhoon lagoon this is a hard ticket event and usually those water parks close down even during the summer like around really early yeah like six six i think yeah yeah and of course during the summer what do we get in the middle of the afternoon like a rainstorm yeah. Time. yeah yeah thunderstorms and so on every trip that we've gone during the summer we haven't been able to go yeah to we Blizzard wanted to Beach. go the last time and it yeah. rained out yeah yeah it so like a monsoon during the yeah in the middle <laughs> of us trying to go yeah so we didn't get to go to any any uh of the blizzard beach or typhoon lagoon so now they're having this special event where typhoon lagoon will be open from 8 p.m until 11 p.m including during the summer. Mm-hmm. It looks like the official dates are going to be... Like every day or no? No, actually, that's a really good question. It's going to be on Thursdays and on Saturdays from June 21st until August 11th. It's a hard ticket event, so you'll have to pay $55 what? for each adult. Yes. What? Okay, well, that, okay, you're kind of... what's happening at this? <laughs> you're kind of already answering kind of what, like, some of my questions were on this. So, we don't have any kids, but it's $50 each for kids between ages three and nine, and then if you're under three, it's free. But it's anyway... It's to be the most amazing event ever. I don't... I don't know that it is. It sounds like it's going to be... It's just in a water park, right? Yes, but they're going to... They're going to theme it Toy Story to capitalize on... A 10-year-old reference, yes. <laughs> Similar to The Incredibles, yes. Well, and in Toy Story Land opening in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. And it sounds like what they're going to do is they're going to have Toy Story characters present, music, and some, quote, unique lighting effects. So three, <laughs> three hours. <laughs> what are your three thoughts? Hours. Three hours, $55. I guess my first thought is like, um, why would anyone go to that? Like, I guess, maybe not like, why would anyone go to it? I could understand like some of the appeal to it. I guess when I think of, that seems like a, a steep price for just some time in a water park with characters and music and quote unique lighting. Yes, and a lot of the comment sections are saying the same thing. It seems like a high price. Now, but you and I have but, always wanted to yeah. go do things like Mickey's Not So Scary. Yeah, which sure that's... is actually longer amounts of time. Yeah. And you get better stuff, <laughs> like yeah. short lines for attractions and, and all the like different... food and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it also comes with a higher price tag. So this Wait, is how much interesting. does that cost? The Mickey's Not So yeah. Scary? Depending on which night you go, anywhere between, I think, 87 and $117. Bruh. I think. Wow. 
I could just be making those up, but I believe okay, that's so right. Okay, so maybe like the, you know, this H what H two H two O glow night H two glow night. Um, maybe it isn't like that overpriced. Wait, so what are the comments saying? The, well, most people commenting on it are just saying that it's um another way for Disney to money grab. But I disagree because I feel like. It's it is something new. It's it's it new, the water yeah. parks at nighttime. And I think it's more just my initial thought is like I, I would be okay going to a water park. I wouldn't prioritize that when I'm at Disney though. Right, and, and maybe you and I have a different perspective because we live, you know, somewhat close to the Wisconsin Dells, which yeah. have a ton of water parks, so we can really easily get that elsewhere. Yeah. But maybe for some people, you know, that's that's something they'd be into, and. And maybe if they have little kids, yeah. they like the Toy I mean, Story. I could see it. Yeah, I could. Yeah, the more I think, of, I mean, I could see um, it being an event that people want to go to. I don't know. I my first thought is like you let off with it being fifty five dollars a person. I was mm-hmm. like, no, <laughs> <laughs> what? No. But yeah, I mean, I like I could see people wanting to go to the water parks. I always thought it was strange that they closed so, so early. early, just in general, especially with. Most of their operating time of year is summer, and that's when they have the most rainstorms. The sun is up until 10 p.m. or something. (laughs) Like, the sun doesn't set until very late, so even if they were going with sunset time, that seems strange. It does. Well, okay, so here's another counterpoint that I heard, um, or that I read in today's comments. I saw someone suggest that Depending on how many people they let into the water park. Oh, it could be like a kind of an exclusive event. Or it could be super crowded. And then how many water slides can you get on in three hours? Yeah. I mean, water slide lines can be not as long. It's not Space Mountain here, but like it could be. Like a 30 minute wait or something. Yeah, it could. And so then. Or it could be like a two minute wait. That's true too. So, I mean, that could really play into uh, the value. Could you think of all the stairs you would have to go up? <laughs> so don't, don't put me down for hundred, stairs. <laughs> hundreds of flights of stairs. Yeah, so yeah. looking ahead to our trip, uh, July 2018, are we a yay or a nay for mm. you and I on the HTO, H2O Glow Nights? Mm. You don't really like water slides. You're right. Yeah, because you have that... Weird fear of drowning. Oh, so, it's crazy. Right, Survivalist like, instinct. crazy fear of drowning. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I I could see them being an appeal. I also don't really like the argument that it's, like, a money grab. Like, this is a business, so. They're right, just, and they're I, just I think to, it's a new event. and they're Trying to design things that people will buy, spend money on going to. Uh, no. I'm going to go with nay? Nay. Nay. There you have it. From the Zisman clan, nay. Okay, so... Our last piece of news for this episode um, comes to us directly from WDWinfo.com, a great news website. I check them out daily. They also have a wonderful podcast, The Diz Unplugged, along with several other, I guess you could say, offshoot podcasts. I totally recommend checking them out if you do not already. But uh, I'm just going to quote part of their article directly since they summarize it much better than I could. So, patents filed by Disney suggest that Walt Disney Imagineers are currently working on ride technology that could change guest ride paths depending on how frightened they are. If you feel sick, 
during the ride, your vehicle would slow down, and if you start to feel scared, the attraction could turn off some of the scarier show elements. The inverse is true as well. So if the new technology senses that you're bored, then the experience would amp up the intensity. The technology behind this patent could eventually use a combination of the guest's heart rate, facial expressions, skin temperature, perspiration, vocal stress, eye movements, and even their age to gauge their experience. This new technology would have the ability to adjust or change certain ride elements, special effects, animated characters, or even entire ride environments. I want to know what kind of witchcraft they summoned to create this. <laughs> also, okay, my follow-up question is, couldn't I just say in advance that I want the lowest level in, of intensity, or do, do I have to wait for the machine to sense my terror before it decides? <laughs> I don't just know. slow it down a little bit. I don't, there's so many questions that go with this. Like, how I would, would like you... to just Because pro- I'm afraid of all rides, so I'd rather just program in advance. Like, I want the baby version of this. Right. And then, you know, scale it back as necessary. But I don't want to start off at, like, level 10, and then we'll see if we need to scale it back and see how terrified <laughs> you are. Well, I would imagine there would be, like, a default standard version like of the medium, ride. yeah. Yeah, that could vary, like, a couple of standard deviations one way or another, depending on... But, yeah, I'm wondering, like, how... Do they have that level of technology you know to I be able to gauge that? I bet if they could do that? this, they could, put it, like, they could program it onto your magic band. <gasps> so yes. they would just know instinctively that, like, some things are too intense for me. And so it would get smarter as it went. Yeah, so you could use, like, that to gauge heart rate, skin temperature, perspiration. That would all be a mm-hmm. conceit. Like, you could detect and I'm that sure they your could wrist. S- store it, Yeah. And then they could have, like... I mean, like, a Fitbit can do all that. They could have, like, special facial recognition sensors within their attraction. Yeah. And then they can quickly combine all that. I mean, that is, like, su- I mean, maybe I'm just naive, but that seems like super advanced level technology. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a follow-up question, too. So let's say you're... I, I don't know how they would do this. I would assume that you could still be in ride cars... With, with your other people. Like, let's say it was even, like for example, we like a theme. doom buggy where you mm. have two or three people. Does the show that you experience, it would Just presumably work. default to the person who was most frightened or scared or, or unhealthy or whatever yeah. it was. Because you don't want... You'd rather have someone be bored, in my imagine, than have the possibility of a liability than from being someone terrified. being... Yeah. Exactly. And that would mean you and I would be terrible ride partners. But I wonder if... Well, okay, so I'm thinking of, like, Haunted Mansion. Obviously, that's, like, it's really just make it, like, less scary. But I'm thinking of... So that would be an easy adjustment in my mind. But, okay, so if we're going on Space Mountain... Right. Maybe that would be, like, the ride attendant, even though we're getting... You know, there's one car that's, like, the baby car and one car that's, like, the advanced car, and they just direct us which one to get into. I don't know because because this is why you and I would be terrible ride partners because I love roller coasters and they terrify you and you love things like scary haunted houses and I've grown to love Haunted Mansion very much but it's still I mean those little pop-up heads in the in the graveyard it scares you yeah yeah scares the living daylights out of me I'm always like oh my gosh leaning back like in the cart like don't don't show me the heads popping up right so it would you and I would always be on the baby versions of ride which would super disappoint you and me 
if we were riding together. I would have to go find some, like... Some stranger who, like, <laughs> greater intensity. Do you want to do the scary one? Perfect. Let's I go. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they'd have to find a way for people that are in the same... <gasps> or what if they had everyone having like their own experience with the like, same their own car headset or something like our own VR experience? Yeah, then it wouldn't matter if we were. I mean, I guess the sensation of us moving would be similar if we're in the same car, but what we're seeing input wise could change, and that'd be a really easy way to track our individual facial expressions. Yeah, but I also think like okay, so if we're in a dune buggy together. Um, on one side, they could have the announcer saying something scary to me and not saying it to you. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, actually, that would make me feel better. As a kid, the ghost host voice really scared me. you know, when we're going, so if we're going through the graveyard part, um, there could be like a pop-up head that's sort of behind you, so you wouldn't see it, but I would see it, you know what I mean? (laughs) Sure, yeah. Whereas like the ones that's off to my side, you would see more. Okay. So we're talking about the Haunted Mansion the patent does reference, like, a haunted house. Well, it's obviously Haunted Mansion. It would be, but they'd have to, like, add a bunch of technology to the ride as it is. And that'd mm-hmm. be interesting to think about them doing a significant change of that potential. Because Haunted Mansion, as it's currently designed, is not meant to be super terrifying. It's meant to be very family-friendly. Half of it's spooky or eerie at best. The other half is meant to be playful um, and, like, little jump scares and, you know. Yeah. And, like, that's very much on purpose. To think that they could amp up that intensity, that ha- would have to require, I would think, a, a big overhaul, which to that level of a classic attraction... Would be... Seems yeah. unlikely or maybe. I mean, it's a great attraction if they don't tweak too much with the premise. Maybe. Once upon a time, yeah. that night in the uh, endless hallway moved. It was a real person <laughs> until they got punched. It was a real person. It it was one time, like or Wait, for like special occasions. Them? It was like for special occasions, like somebody would dress up as the knight, and like move and scare people in the doom buggies, and they oh, had so to they stop must have doing it. Close. Yeah, they did, and they had to stop doing it because I don't know if it happened multiple times, but sometimes like scared they just, ride like, ran passengers out of cast, like cast would, like members punch that were or hit to them. There. Oh my gosh! I'm man. always afraid when we go through that scene too that I'm somehow like it's going to happen again. And that we're going to That would be the scariest scared. part. I know. Because you weren't, now you're like not expecting it. I know. And that's always like the, around the part of the ride where when the ride gets stuck, we're always right around there too. They should do that more often. Like no. have cast members. They haven't done it in like, like decades. Like a haunted house. No, never. No, but could you imagine? Because we would never expect that. I know, but that's why. That's now why we'd never see out. it coming. I, what a oh. good scare it would be. No, I just can't. It took me years to get over my haunted mansion You're still nightmares. having nightmares about it. I know. <laughs> it took until my mid-twenties. <laughs> Yeah, no. So I'm going to go with... That um, would be cool. I would be the person who, if I had this technology used on me, it would baby down all of the scary yeah. stuff. Unless it was roller coasters, in which case it would totally amp it up. And I would want the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Perfect. 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 <laughs> so I think that's a perfect segue into uh, a bonus section I actually wanted to add to this first episode, which is... Um, a horrifying, also funny thing that happened, uh, I would say, earlier last week. I woke up in the morning, and as I, as I typically do, was reading an article about, you know, Disney updates. 
Um, All the things that happened overnight. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Because something was posted on a Facebook friend's wall about a Disney rumor. And I... Lost it. I lost it because I was like, this is wrong. This is so wrong. So what it said was, and I won't name the Disney site that posted it because it's clearly not a reputable site. I also don't want to completely slander them. But what they posted was that the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom was closing down for them to turn it into a cocoa-based attraction. Now... No, you said they were going to do a cocoa overlay. Yes, but the phrasing in the article was such that, at least in the clickbait title, that they were making it a cocoa attraction, and then if you read it, they were saying it was going to be a cocoa overlay. Again, at Magic Kingdom. We haven't seen Coco. It seems like a beautiful movie. Yeah, and but... I, I'm sure I will love it. And I think they should add Coco to the Disney theme I'm sure parts. they will, because it's been so successful. It, it seems inevitable. Yeah, and as I, as I said to my Facebook friend in my comment, it will be added, presumably, to the Mexico section of the good. World Showcase at Epcot. They should get rid of that awful Three Habaneros. Three caballeros. Three caballeros. Three caballeros. <laughs> Three caballeros. Three really hot peppers. It's so, yeah. <laughs> it's so, like, dated and old looking. They should change it. And like, actually, it's refurbed, so it's funny that you say that. It looks old for being refurbed, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw, I saw the original version. It was a doozy. Um, yeah, so, so I saw this rumor, and my immediate reaction was, no way are they getting rid of... Haunted the mansion. most popular attraction. They probably make the most money on that, like the merchandise for that. Yes, I think they do make a lot of money on merchandise for that mm-hmm. attraction. But it's also, it's an opening day attraction in Walt Disney World. Yeah. It's an absolute classic. It's so successful. And it has all the things in it that make a Disney attraction great. It's it's they a do. dark ride. It has the Omnimover. Um, it has so many Imagineers who input like so much creativity in into it yeah it's like a who's who of of disney imagineering so i don't see that going anywhere but you and i both know that there's a reason that even if they didn't get rid of the ride why there won't be an overlay mm-hmm. it's because they do well walt disneyland has seasonal pass holders that go all the time world has people that go you know, once in a lifetime or once every five years or, you know, and so they want that more classic, like they want to see it as it is in its most classic state. Understandably so. Yeah. Right. Because if you're going once every five years, you probably want, you know, like the most classic version of the ride instead of having like an overlay. Yeah. You know, like how they do Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Both parks have annual pass holders, but the larger percentage of attendees at Disneyland are locals who go repeatedly Mm -hmm. because it is more of a regional park for them, whereas Disney World is more of the national attraction of the two. Yeah. And so, exactly. You're... You want to make sure that if you have guests coming for a a once-in-a-lifetime trip... in their life, then you want them to have the most... Yeah. Yeah. Now... I have certainly appreciated the idea of maybe Nightmare Before Christmas coming that would be cool. to Disney World, but you and I have had the luxury of going at least once a year for a few years, mm-hmm. so it feels a little bit different for us, I suppose. Yeah. Whereas if I only got to see it once, I'd want to see it in its most pure state. You know? Yeah. 
Disney purist. You need to see it as it is meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But the other thing that the article said that really bothered me was it said that people surveyed, and obviously this part was made up, people surveyed said that Nightmare Before Christmas was too outdated. If that's true, and it's clearly not, then they wouldn't be selling as much Nightmare Before Christmas merchandise as they do everywhere. Go to like your Walgreens during Halloween, and you're going to see tons of Nightmare Before Christmas. You will, yeah. Like, I can't find that level of merchandise for For very many Disney IPs. Yeah. So that just felt like absolute nonsense. Anyway, so I was in a rage that morning and immediately woke you up, you know, as one does at 5.45 in the morning to tell you about this article (laughs) and set my friend straight on Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate your dedication to the news. Always. Always my dedication to the news. All right. Well, that's all the news that I have for us today, Rach. Um, Thank you so very much for humoring me and deciding to do this podcast with me i'm really looking forward to doing more episodes and i've had a lot of fun i'll always humor you oh no so cute well if you enjoyed today's episode go ahead and click subscribe on itunes if we get enough interest we might go ahead and make a facebook page thank you so much for listening don't forget kindness is cool so make good choices and have a magical day